It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Nick Verzellini and Colin McLaughlin. We welcome you into this Football Friday edition of the Sports Mix. Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us for today's show. It's a huge football Friday in the Mountain State as we have high school football playoffs tonight. The two teams, or I should say three teams remain, two matchups on the uh, horizon here tonight involving EPAC teams. Jefferson taking on Martinsburg, the game we will have for you here on Talk Radio WRNR. Springville's Huntington, that game actually tomorrow as uh, it's a long trip for the Cardinals down to Huntington, so they'll play that one at 1.30 tomorrow. We'll talk Shepard. They are in the playoffs. They have a huge game tomorrow as well against Lenore Ryan. WVU playing an old rival in Cincinnati, so that should be a fun matchup. We'll recap last night's Thursday night football game as the Ravens beat the Bengals, but walk away with a huge injury to Mark Andrews and then preview some Commanders and Giants and Steelers and Browns. So a lot to talk about today, Colin. How are you? Doing all right. Our show brought to you by Brown Funeral Home and Cremations. Robert Fields and Sons family-owned full-service funeral home, proudly serving our area since 1880. Yeah, they have been for a long time. You know what also has been happening for a long time? Martinsburg dominating the EPAC? Yes. I love the transition. Glad we're on the same page. Does that continue tonight? My answer, in short, yes. You and I on the same page or Martinsburg dominating? back yeah that, hopefully that was both the things will stay on the same page no we were on the same page for that being the answer is what i was oh, saying for the yes. transition yes now we're not on the same page apparently <laughs> i was trying to extend being on the same page into tonight but anyway yes i'm with you i think martinsburg does beat jefferson um but can the cougars show any improvement from game one to now or are we going to see an even bigger domination from martinsburg tonight i think both things are kind of possible but i just haven't seen it from jefferson yet they've had teams that are very talented very good beat most teams in the state but when they've gone up against the bulldogs it just hasn't been close they haven't really competed i don't see that changing tonight you know they've had some great teams they have some really good players on their team if they were playing some other teams from around the state maybe they would have a shot tonight but they got this tough draw they got the bulldogs and i don't see them coming away with a victory um now do they have some players that can make a difference and if they can get those guys going obviously it could be maybe a closer game right you have robinson at wide receiver one of if not the best you know wide receiver in the state of west virginia uh, very explosive player, very talented athlete, can make a lot of plays all across the field. You know, they have some good players on the defensive side. They get after the quarterback, but it's just going to be tough, I feel like, for them to beat this Martinsburg team, especially with how dominant they've been at stopping the run. You're going to have to take away that D-line, that pressure that they've been getting um, into the backfield on those run plays. So you have to have a balanced attack. And I don't know if Jefferson has enough offensively to do that, even though they have a great offense and they've played some great football these last few weeks. 
this is a different animal. This is the Bulldogs. I think Martinsburg wins probably by a similar score to what we saw the first time around. I'd I'd be pretty surprised if Jefferson makes big strides and, and makes it much closer, but you never know. There have been some games this year where Martinsburg's kind of played close for a half or so, and and Jefferson does have a talented team, and you would think that they'd be able to do that based on the athletes that they have, but they just haven't proven it the last few years. So I really don't have much of a reason to believe that they're going to do it tonight in a playoff game at Martinsburg. No, I, I don't either. We saw how elite this Martinsburg team looked last week in the 55-7 to win over Parkersburg South. And talking with Coach Walker, everybody – following this Martinsburg team this year was kind of scratching their heads like where is this been where's this intensity been it looked like a completely different team even though they've been so dominant for a majority of the season it felt like it just felt like there was another gear that they took and it made you scratch your head and even talking with coach Walker going back to that were they playing as intense as they should have been late into the season against these EPAC opponents that they had or was it high schoolers thinking that they could get away with maybe not having you know their full foot on the gas pedal and still well, I think be it, able to win it gets tough I would imagine right talent when versus talent we know in this area it's Martinsburg and everybody else when you're not seeing a whole lot of competition from these teams year in and year out and especially when you're asking you know high schoolers to play at the top of their game if there's no real extra motivation to do that and they can still win, you know, you get into that standpoint. But now that it's the playoffs, and I think there were some things right, that happened. Right, now the playoffs, that mindset's gone. But the, finish the point that I was trying to make, how far back do you think that mindset goes? Did it go as far back as potentially Jefferson? I mean, Even they, though that was the first game they played in the EPAC part of their schedule, still winning 57-14. From what I remember from that game, I don't really feel like they took Jefferson lightly um, because Jefferson is that team that seems to have the ability, if you were going to point to a team in the EPAC, you know, and just based on what we've seen, even if it's other sports, you know, Jefferson has great athletes at their school. They've had probably the best runs in terms of football, basketball, baseball of anybody in the Eastern Panhandle. They've been most competitive in those three sports. They've made playoffs in all three of those sports. So you expect them to have a good team. And I think Martinsburg, their dominance has been football, right? That's their sport. But if anybody was going to catch up to them, it it seems like it would be Jefferson. So I feel like heading into that game, you have to respect them as their opponent. And you have to respect them again here tonight. They're not going to just lay over and die, I don't think, against Martinsburg. But... So far, they just haven't been very close. So it's like picking them or or thinking that they're going to win or even make it close is hard for me to do. And I don't think Martinsburg overlooked them the first time, and I don't think they'll overlook them here tonight. And I think also last week, part of the reason I think why we saw some another level to Martinsburg, we got to go back to some of the things that happened off the field after Martinsburg lost to Huntington, right? Parkersburg South was making videos, talking about Martinsburg. It's true. In their locker room after the game. I think that carried over a little bit. They wanted to prove to Parkersburg South that, hey, when you run into the Bulldogs, we're a different beast, and so is Huntington, because when they ran into Huntington, it didn't go well for them in the state championship either. So um, I think that was in the back of their minds. They had that extra motivation. 
and tonight with it being an EPAC game, you're you know you're close with a lot of these guys on both sides. They know how good Jefferson is, and I'm not taking anything away from the Jefferson season. I think Coach Hunter's done a great job. I think they had a very impressive first round win over a very solid Wheeling Park team. But in terms of tonight, it's just it, it's different level. It, it's just they're it's not Martin's quite right. there yet to compete with those teams. We saw it in the second round last year, didn't they lose to Huntington? So again, yeah, they haven't not made it quite with the elite. Round. They've never the elite programs, the semifinals in school history. They're trying to attempt that tonight, and you get the toughest challenge. That being, yeah, the they got a tough draw. I mean, if they could have got a higher seed, maybe if they uh, if they were the you know in Princeton spot playing a Parkersburg team, you would like their chances a little bit more. Even though Parkersburg is very good, I actually think Parkersburg could win tonight against Princeton. I, I wouldn't be shocked. If Jefferson was in that spot, though, maybe they'd have a better shot to get to that goal and achieve it. But going up against Martinsburg, it's just a tough draw for the Cougars. Again, kickoff tonight for this game, 7.30. Pre-game coverage for Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, WRNR TV on YouTube, 6.30. So, looking forward to the game between Martinsburg and Jefferson tonight. Again, if you want to attend that game in person, tickets need to be purchased Online, I know there's been a link on Martinsburg's football Facebook page uh, shared around, so go online to purchase your tickets for tonight's game. Let's now switch over to Spring Mills in Huntington. As you said, that game tomorrow, 1.30 in Huntington. It's going to be a tough one for Spring Mills, even though they do have Prophet Guillaume back as well as Adam Eaton back off injury last week they got that win last week a very close win against spring valley can they somehow some way pull it off against huntington and i'm kind of leaning in the direction that i've been leaning for the game that we have no yeah i don't know if it'll be close i don't know i think there is a chance that spring mills goes in there and and plays well and, and maybe keeps it close I do think Huntington will win the game. I, I really don't I don't see an upset happening, but I think Spring Mills has shown an ability to battle throughout the season, already do a lot of things that we didn't expect. And considering that they still got that win last week with the injuries that they had um, to some of their key players, I think it shows a lot of their depth and that this program has certainly gotten close to being one of the top programs in the state which they already are. I mean, if you make it this far, you you clearly are. Spring Mills, or Spring Valley, excuse me, lost Huntington 42-7. to So you get a three-point win. Again, Styles make fights, so maybe you do get a closer game between these two teams. But I think I think Huntington probably wins it. You know, I compared earlier in the week, uh, you know, Spring Mills had a decent game against Martinsburg, but really you look at some of their offensive numbers. Mm-hmm. Besides the running game in the first half, they really only had that one big play. Everything else, especially in that second half, didn't really go their way. And Huntington, I would say, is the closest team to Martinsburg we're going to see. Uh, and I think it's going to be tough for Spring Mills to go on that trip, play in a tough atmosphere on a Saturday as well. It's just a, it's a different environment that they haven't been in yet. In terms, and it's a different scenario that they haven't been in yet in terms of playing on a Saturday in a playoff game against a top team that you can't make mistakes against. I don't see it happening for them, but I, I think they've had an excellent season. Um, 
and I think they have a, a chance to maybe make it close because they do have some talent and they do have, you know, some really good players. But and, and Huntington's dealing with injuries. Wayne Harris has been out for them at wide receiver. I think that's a big loss. But the Highlanders definitely have a lot of depth. They have Billy Seals as their head coach. He's been in these scenarios before as a coach. Very experienced, very good coach. So I do think the Highlanders get this one. But I think Spring Mills can make it close for a half, but they probably drop off in that second half. And Huntington took it up a notch as well. Yeah, Huntington did take it up a notch too, and that is what makes me kind of look at this matchup too and even favor them a little bit more. Even though, as you said, Spring Mill still fantastic season. Best season that they've had in school history. They continue to surprise us. But do they have that left? Like, can they surprise us tonight? And I don't know if the f- surprising things that I'm thinking of is still enough to win. Yeah. Like, it, I'd still be surprised if they kept it close. I would say I agree with you. I mean, Spring Mill's definitely got that kind of signature win that they were looking for, I felt like, last week against Spring Valley in the first round, something they can definitely build on moving forward. Yeah, they beat Musselman, who was a playoff team as well. But besides that, they really didn't have too many great wins this year over historically great programs. Huntington is, like we said, kind of among those elite teams. I really feel like there's three teams competing for the state championship this year that I could see realistically winning it, and that's Cabell Midland, Huntington, and um, Martinsburg. I don't think Spring Mills is on that tier. I think they're in that second tier of really good teams that can probably give you a fight depending on the day, but probably not pulling off an upset like this. It's going to be very tough to do at least. But, hey, we're rooting for them. You know, yeah, it'd be awesome to see two panhandle teams in a semifinal. I think that'd be, you know, great. But it would be. I don't, I don't know if they can get it done. So, again, that game taking place tomorrow at – 130 other games going on in class AAA. The other two tonight, it's number eight, Bridgeport, at number one, Cabell Midland. And then the other game that we kind of mentioned earlier, that's number 13, Parkersburg, at number five, Princeton. So best of luck to all teams going Bridgeport, on. Cabell Midland should take about an hour and a half. Yeah, that's probably how long it's going to take because. Of the running game. Yeah, love to run the football. And maybe that one ends up close, you know, with the running games for both teams. But I think 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 Cavill's just significantly better than Bridgeport this year in particular. In the past, Bridgeport's had some good teams where maybe they could have matched up a little bit better, but I don't think this season they're quite as good as they've been the past few years. So I think Cavill probably dominates it, but with it being a run-heavy game, that might limit some possessions and limit some scoring a little bit where maybe they make it a little bit closer. Let's step aside, take our first break here on today's edition of the Sports Mix as our show brought to you by Parsons Ford of Martinsburg at 1400 Shepherdstown Road and online at ParsonsFord.com. They became number one by making you number one first, Parsons. Listening to the call. Fans go. Now, back to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. We welcome you back on the Sports Mix. Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us on the show today. Colin, we got a big weekend in college football, Shepard playing in Super Region 2 after the Rams 
removed out of Super Region 1 for the postseason. And they draw a tough first-round matchup in Lenore Ryan, a very good program in North Carolina. So it's going to be a long trip for Shepard. We'll see how it plays out. But um, they do actually hold the all-time series lead, 2-0. But, of course, that was in the 90s, so it's been a very long time. I think it's an interesting matchup. I think it's a team that you probably wouldn't want to draw for your first round game, especially, you know, moving regions. This is a Lenore Ryan team that is 10 and one this season, eight and one in their conference. Their lone loss was a 34 30 loss to Wingate university. Um, and there you are the sack champions. So uh, a pretty good program, pretty good team. And a long trip for Shepard. It's not an ideal draw for the Rams. No, it's not. They they are a very good team, and they got the numbers to prove it. Averaging 38.1 a game offensively. Defense holding teams to 10.5. They're very good. Time of possession. They win that battle easily, it looks like, as well. Rushing defense, they hold teams to... 78.7 yards and we know the issues that Shepard has had in the run game at times this year maybe more with the turnovers than yards but here and there there's been some issues of just having no answers in the ground game and really having to become one dimensional they get after the quarterback too 31 sacks so far this year which is a lot compared to Shepard at only 19 so I said it kind of yesterday when we're Talking with Coach McCook, Shepard's the underdogs. Not something that we're used to saying, especially in round one of the playoffs, but hopefully they can embrace that mentality, be up for a new challenge, as you said, Super Region 2 time, and somehow pull off this win. But it's going to be tough. I do think there are some things that could help Shepard pull off that win, and number one is the quarterback situation at Lenore Ryan. Their uh, starter for the majority of the season, Jalen Ferguson, hasn't played since that Wingate game, and and he's very talented. You know, 15 touchdown passes, doesn't have a ton of yards, only 14.05 in his eight games, but um, he went down. Now their backup, Sean White, has has came in and and has played very well. Uh, Five touchdowns last week, three touchdowns the week before that, no picks, but he's also had his struggles. So, um. You know, he started the year actually, it looks like, as a quarterback, or maybe he got just a lot of time in that St. Augustine's game. But he has some experience, but I, he does appear to be the backup and maybe the slightly lesser talented quarterback on a talented football team. I, I like Ferguson a lot more when I'm looking at these numbers and just individual games. And he only threw two interceptions in his eight games played. So, you know, White has been in there for a while clearly has talent so it's not like your typical backup quarterback but i you know the two teams that he got his starts again recently aren't the most talented teams in katawa or i don't remember how to say it yeah uh, coach haynes's program where he's trying to build them i think they were around six wins and in tusculum only was six and five so he hasn't played a team that's overly impressive yet, and, and Shepard does have that. Now, again, his numbers look pretty good. He looks like a pretty solid quarterback, but the Rams have ran into quite a few backups this year and have done pretty well against them. So I think that helps. The other thing, though, is that Lenore Ryan 
can run the football and can use a lot of different running backs to run the football. Their main guy, Dwayne McGee, over a thousand yards, only five foot eight, 180 pounds, but you know, runs hard, runs well, nine touchdowns for him on the, on the year. So if they can get their run game going against Shepard, I think they'll be all right, even with the backup quarterback. And that's presuming that Ferguson's not back. I don't know what his injury is. I just know he hasn't played in a few weeks. So, uh, and it looks like they don't really have a go-to wide receiver either in their passing game. But again, they're pretty much run first. And we'll see how Shepard does against that. At times, Shepard can handle it pretty well. Um, but it depends on you know size and skill set of that offensive line and how well they're able to push around the Rams. I think it's going to be a pretty close game, honestly. I, I mean, maybe that's bold. I don't know what's really telling me that. I just... I feel like Shepard could could do it and make it close, but it's going to come down to turnovers. It is. If they're sloppy with the football, like they've been really all season, this team feels like a team that would take more advantage of those turnovers and and put you away. Yeah, especially because, as you said, they like to run the ball, and you can't give up good field position to a team that likes to run the ball. The only weakness, and I don't even know how much of a weakness it is that I'm looking at at these numbers, is their third down conversion rate. If you can get them to third down, so far this year they've only completed 37% of their third downs, 46 of 126, which still isn't bad at all. You'll take it. But if you can get them to that, get them off the field, you like your chances a little bit more. It still backs against the wall, though, for this Shepard team. And you're saying that you think it's going to be close. I wish I had that same mentality right now that you do. I mean... I could be completely wrong. I, so you know, I. I don't really know enough about these teams. Right, that's what makes besides it watching, too. you know, a YouTube clips. I don't mm-hmm. know much about the teams they're playing, how good they are. I know that technically, or at least the overall perception is that Super Region Two is slightly stronger than Super Region One. It's not quite on the Grand Va- Grand Valley Ferris State level, but it's Super Region One's considered the weakest region, and whatever that means Shepard could be in a tough one based on the fact that they had to move regions but also like this team hasn't played very many close games so maybe the teams they're playing just aren't that great like I don't I don't know exactly I mean I do have a friend who works at Carson Newman I know they're not very good so and that was a 24-7 game so I don't know I, I think I mean some of these wins are pretty impressive like Newberry's usually a pretty good program from what I can remember uh, about D2 and that's honestly it like UVA wise I think is is sometimes decent or Shepard's played them before and actually lost um I think Limestone's pretty decent and that game went to overtime right and they won so you know you you kind of feel like maybe Shepard can go in and make it close just based on some of these results but again I don't know how good these teams are compared to PSAC teams and other teams that Shepard's played so it's a tough read, um, but just like I just don't feel like this team's going to go in there just in a first round game, even is even with it being another region and this being like how they've played in some of the final four games. So I don't think they're going to get like absolutely demolished. They might lose, but I don't think it's going to be like Ferris State bad. Or no, I don't like think that. that either. But what we do know is they got not one but two bouncy houses at Lenora. <laughs> they got two bouncy houses. Two bouncy houses in the backside of the end zone. 
their stadium's sick. So if you have a chance to go and and you're planning on going, uh, it looks pretty cool. Like, especially for D2. They got, like, VIP sections, club level, I think. So it's it's pretty cool uh, venue to be playing this game. And like Coach McCook said, the weather's going to be good. It is. So that helps Shepard. I really feel like if this team doesn't turn it over, which is such a big thing to say, because like right. they, I don't know the last time they had a game where they had no turnovers. Neither do I. Um, but it feels like if they can do that, like this offense is really good at times, especially if they're protecting Morgan too, Can't which have, they have been lately. Yeah, and those are two things that I think if they can do that, I don't see any reason why they can't compete in this game. But it might be tough to do. It's a very good defense, like you said, Colin. They're only giving up, you know, around ten points per game. But this is a good half, yeah. Shepherd offense. Like I feel like we're kind of discrediting some of the things Shepherd's done this season. I know they've had some issues, but like this team's still winning by multiple touchdowns most weeks. They still have the first team quarterback and Seth Morgan, who's had a good season when he's again taking care of the ball. They have a really good running game the last few games. Like, Barnett, it's just the fumbles is the issue. But, like, Jordan Barnett's averaging almost eight yards a carry. Malachi Brown's averaging almost six yards a carry. Like, there's a lot of things that Shepard does well. They have that number one receiver in Jeremiah Taylor that you look for. So, I don't know if I've convinced you, Colin, but I think it might be closer than we initially may read just because Shepard's moving regions. Now... Look, this is a good team. I'm not taking anything away from Lenore Ryan. They're clearly very good. But I think there's a chance that Shepard could go in and get this one. I hope you're right. I could be completely wrong. Yeah. Like, it may end up being really bad. We but, just don't know. That's the tough part, as you said earlier. This but is I just, an unknown territory for Shepard. Yeah. Which means it's unknown for us. Like It's unknown for their opponent, though. They don't, they don't know about Shepard. They're thinking maybe they got an easy one. That could be. Two, yeah. They're like, oh, we avoided Virginia Mm -hmm. Union. We got Shepard instead. Then they have that quarterback. Oh, he's gone now. Oh, this will be easy. Oh, look, their running back fumbles a lot. Like, I don't know. I don't know either, but. I think there's a chance that maybe they're overlooking Shepard and Shepard going in with the underdog mentality. They feel like the NCAA kind of gave them the short end of the stick. I think all that's like on the motivational side for the Rams. Will it be enough? Hopefully. Hopefully, yeah, that'd be. A, I mean, you heard awesome Coach to see him yesterday win. say they're viewing themselves as the expendable team now. Yeah, I think that's the right mentality to have. Yeah, like, hey, we were not given our spot in our region, and like they, we said, want it, you to lose the now. reasoning for it, unless it's like I said, the earned access thing where they have to do that by the rule. The reasoning of travel makes no sense. No, not at all. Because the distance is the same for Union going from Cutsdown to to Lenore Rhine is the same distance, and for Shepard it's longer. So that for that reason, that's not doesn't seem likely to me. It doesn't make any sense to me. But hey, go Rams! Hopefully they can get a win. I agree. Let's move on. WVU taking on Cincinnati. This feels like a game that WVU should win by multiple touchdowns but it is an old rival it's a team in cincinnati that has had a good program the past few years even though they're struggling this year and they got emory jones who's a you know tough dual threat quarterback they have some talent on the cincinnati bearcat team but i i think 
WV is going to win. I do too, and it's weird because we talked about it a few weeks ago. The WVU-BYU matchup I thought was going to be a lot closer. WVU goes out and wins 37-7. to Well, BYU didn't have their quarterback. That's true too. But I'm kind of now thinking that this game is going to go like how that game went just because of how much Cincinnati's struggled this year, 3-7, and 1-6 and six in the Big 12. They are coming off a win, though, against Houston. That's their first conference win. Yeah, Cincinnati's only beaten WVU three times in the history of the rivalry, back to the Big East days, but they haven't played since 2011. There's a 24-21 win for the Mountaineers, so... I don't know if you'd call it like a, a big rivalry, but it definitely was a I mean, a if rivalry. you want a rivalry in the Big 12, this is the one that you're kind of taking right now just because of the locality. Yeah, it has that. It has team. a little bit of history, uh, of course. So, And, I mean, a lot of the games were close, even though Cincinnati didn't come out on the winning end too often. But th- this is just a down year, it feels like, for the Bearcats. So I do think the Mountaineers win. Maybe maybe it's close. Like I, I like some of Cincinnati's players, but they haven't really put it together as a team. So I think WVU wins this one. Yeah, both teams have run the ball really well as of late. If WVU can continue to do that, shut down Cincinnati's run game, they should definitely win this one pretty easily, I think, as well. Continue to push themselves into a better opportunity when it comes to what bowl you're in. Last time Cincinnati was in West Virginia, they won because they played Marshall. <laughs> I was like, wait, we just went over that. We had only won three meetings. Yeah, I was, I was at that game, WV, or Cincinnati Marshall. I wasn't at a WVU game, but Cincinnati Marshall, and they came in, and that team was loaded, man. I was looking at this the other night because I was thinking about this matchup for WVU. Desmond Ritter was on the team, Sauce Gardner. Kobe Bryant, uh, they had the tight end that's on the Packers, Segura, I think is his last name. That team was loaded. Like, Marshall didn't even deserve to be playing them. <laughs> no wonder it was so bad. But, yeah. Cincinnati has to watch its turnovers. I'm looking at Jones' stats, 15 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Yeah. He did that a lot in Florida, too. I mean, he's, he's a good athlete. He was highly recruited guy coming out of high school, but – Hasn't quite put it together at the college level. WVU favored by six and a half. Give me the Mountaineers covering in this game as well. I feel like they will too. A six and a half seemed a little low to me, but I don't know. Maybe they're thinking WVU's coming off of a bad loss. That could be too, and I don't know how the crowd's going to be tomorrow because Thanksgiving break is coming up. Yeah, so students. So I don't won't know how many probably. students are actually going to be in attendance. It's still going to be loud, it's still Morgantown. And it's an old rivalry. Maybe some people will want to come out for that. I think there's going to be a decent amount of Cincinnati fans, too, because of localityness. I'm looking forward to it. I'll be in attendance. Yeah, I hope you have a good time, Colin. Kickoff for that one at 2.30 in the afternoon tomorrow. You can tune into the Mountaineer Sports Network coverage of the game as pregame coverage starts at 11.30 in the morning on Talk Radio WRNR. Any final thoughts on this matchup? Go to break. All right, let's do it. As this segment brought to you by Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store anymore. Visit them at 360 Hack Wilson Way or online at orsinis.com. 
You're tuned into the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV10. We welcome you back to the Sports Mix. Nick Verzellini, Kyle McLaughlin here on the show. Colin, Thursday Night Football last night. Ravens got a big win. Both teams actually walking away from big injuries. I talked about Mark Andrews in that first segment, but Joe Burrow with that hand situation, mm-hmm. and now uh, the Bengals may face like a, uh, a fine or something, I guess. for Something might happen to them if uh, it comes to be true and the NFL cracks down on the situation. Well, it was clear. Situation. Did you see Zach Taylor's post-game press conference? Yeah. I they asked him if he knew about mm-hmm. Burrow before the game having any injury, and he said known news to me or something like that which turns out wasn't true because during I mean, he the had broadcast, a cast they talked it, about or had some a brace sort on it thing on his wrist or hand yeah so post got deleted though oh of course they, they tried did. to hide it somebody got fired in turn got fired probably because yeah i mean you got to report injuries in the nfl that's something that they are definitely cracking down on you've seen it a few times and here we are now with the situation to your top quarterback. And a lot of people were saying you want to do it because of how big gambling's become. That's why it seems like they've really cracked down on these situations too. People want to know if somebody's yeah. going to be injured or is injured, not Limited. is going to be injured. Yeah. But so I, again, I, I talked about this yesterday, a Bengals loss, um, a Bengals loss probably sets them back in terms of trying to make the postseason. And now with Joe Burrow um, being injured, you know, I think it probably eliminates them, especially if he's going to miss some time, which it looked pretty bad last night from his reactions and everything. He didn't come back into the game. Now he does have 10 days off to potentially get back and, and be on the field for the uh, – for the Bengals this week, but um, I might just unplug the phone. I forget how to turn <laughs> off the ringer, so yeah, I don't, I don't know who's calling. But I don't either. But I was trying to see like nobody's if we, here to answer you right now, unless you want to be on air. Whoever it is calling in, <laughs> I was trying to look to see if we had anything like messed up, and I was like, I don't really see anything. Like no. the mute button's down. We're talking, so I don't know. But our apologies to whoever's calling in right now. Yeah. Maybe they have a real good take on the Bengals Ravens game. From I don't night. know, but it, it went to voicemail, which we also don't have access to. <laughs> Shouldn't say that, but too late now. Uh, well, Let's get refocused back yeah. into this game. I don't really know where I was even going with my point because I was kind of distracted by that. But essentially, with Jake Browning taking over as a quarterback, I don't see this team making the playoffs if this is going to be a long term thing. Now, the Ravens, they lose Mark Andrews. I still think they'll be all right. I mean, this is a huge loss. I'm not trying to downplay it at all. Andrews is Lamar's favorite target. He clearly has the most chemistry with him as a wide receiver. But it does seem like Odell's playing a little bit better. Rashad Bateman got into the end zone last night. So if those guys can stay healthy on the outside, make some plays, Zay Flowers has clearly emerged as a solid, reliable wide receiver in this offense. And I think likely in Kohler can be serviceable tight ends. I mean, you used mid-round draft picks on those guys a few years ago. 
So obviously you saw something in them. They haven't had a great opportunity to show it with Andrews pretty much being healthy throughout his career. Um, but this is you know a tough loss still. But I think this team can still win games. Their defense has been phenomenal. And we saw last night, once they get that running game going, it's pretty tough to stop them. So um, I, think, I think the Ravens will still be fine. It's a big loss. It probably takes a little bit away from their passing game. But if Likely and, and Kohler can step up, and the receivers continue to play a, a big role in this offense, I still think they'll be a very good team, one of the contenders in the AFC as well. With the injury, even though we don't know how serious it is, back to the Bengals side and Joe Burrow, we've been saying how the AFC definitely kind of more competitive and we think teams with 10 wins could potentially miss. Do you still think quickly, because we – still got to get to the Steelers and Commanders games this week. That might not be the case because of these injuries. I mean, you got two teams now, Cleveland, Cincinnati, both in the playoff push. Down to backup quarterbacks with very limited experience. You still, because of the defense. Well, the Browns might get an experienced guy in there. That's true. Joe Flacco, how do you feel about that if he signs with the Cleveland Browns man it would definitely be weird because he absolutely dominated the Browns during his career I think the first four or five years of his career he didn't even lose a game to him so um it would definitely be weird to see him in Cleveland but I mean I don't blame him like if he wants to get that paycheck go out there and play for him in terms of how well he's gonna do I don't think he really has much left in Flacco but I don't think it's the worst move the Cleveland Browns can do. And if he does have anything left in the tank, I think it's a pretty good situation for him, honestly. Good running game, good offensive line, good defense. But I just don't think he has enough left to really bring them enough of a spark at that position. But he might be better than P.J. Walker, who, while he was winning games, wasn't really taking care of the football. I think that's the big reason why they benched him, and he's probably better than Thompson Robinson. Um, But... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be interesting. I, I, we can get in. Burrow might maybe. play through it. You know, I feel like it's Next, a tough question since, since we don't know Burrow's status. Yeah, we don't know Burrow's status, but if he's out for a good bit of time, I'm looking at these playoffs right now in the wild card spot. Pittsburgh's it's, the top at six and three. It's open up a spot for my Denver DTR Broncos. Now. <laughs> it could be Houston. I think it's a playoff team. Colts are right now in the out in the hunt or at five and five. I don't Chargers. really think of them as a playoff team. Raiders, I don't either. Bengals, depending on Burrow. Chargers. Buffalo has kind of looked horrible and they got a tough schedule. The Chargers could be four and five. The Jets. And then yeah, Denver might actually be. And I'll have to say I was wrong, you were right. Yeah. We'll see. That. We'll see. Should be interesting. Step aside, take another break here on today's edition of the Sports Mix. This segment brought to you by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Visit them at HagerstownFord.com. On the other side of this break, we'll get into the Washington Commanders game as well as the Pittsburgh Steelers game this week. I'm on run. You looked at me and I was done. We're just getting started. Now, back to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Guess who's back, 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 back again. 
We welcome you back to this final segment of the Sports Mix. Nick Verzellini, Kyle McLaughlin on the show today. Again tonight on Talk Radio WRNR and WRNR TV on YouTube. We'll have Martinsburg Bulldogs football as the Dogs take on the Jefferson Cougars in the first round of the triple or second round of the AAA state football playoffs. And tomorrow, Spring Mills takes on Huntington. We won't have that game, but it's happening. And uh, also tomorrow, again, we won't have it, but on NCAA.com, you can watch Shepard and Lenore Rhine. Tomorrow on the radio, we'll have WVU taking on Cincinnati. But on Sunday, we'll have the Washington Commanders and the New York Football Giants in what should be just an unbelievable football game. The line has dropped to 8.5 now instead of 9.5, but I still like Washington to cover. I think Washington definitely should win. Tommy DeVito starting again for the Giants, and he is not very good. He's not, but that also means they're going to run the ball probably a lot. <laughs> Against a depleted yeah. Washington D-line since they traded two of their starters. Mm-hmm. And the defense couldn't stop anything last week, but that was Seattle's offense, not the Giants' offense. Yeah. I think it... I think it should be again like it should be Washington winning but they should have won the first time even with Daniel Jones starting we felt like they were a better team so that was a, what a 14-7 game I think it comes down to the offense in a lot of ways in this one more so than the defense because I feel like the defense has a pretty easy assignment this week like they know that they're going to run take away Saquon Barkley easier said than done I mean, you're talking about one of the best running backs in the NFL. But, you know, like, like make Tommy DeVito beat you. And if he does, oh, well. Fire everybody. <laughs> well, yes, but also, if Tommy DeVito is if he goes out there and makes plays, you know, you feel better about it than if Saquon Barkley runs for 200 yards and you lose. Because it's like, you know they want to run. Right. No, I, I You're not expecting agree. DeVito to light it up. And now, I feel like... You expect Washington's offense to light it up after having a big week last week, even though it was a loss. Sam Howell has definitely looked comfortable being this team's starting quarterback. It seems like he belongs out there, even though still potentially consider him a rookie when it comes to how many starts he's had in his NFL career. I believe this is either number 12 or 13. So... I still I feel like Washington needs more balance. Yes. Like, I don't... I know Sam Howe looks great throwing the football all across the yard and stuff, but, like, 44-14 to 14 pass run is, yeah, no, is not... bad. It's not consistent enough. And then that puts the defense in tough situations because usually you're going to score quicker if you're throwing the football a lot. So... Like, trying to get a little bit more balance. So, I know their run game hasn't been very good, and that's because their offensive line isn't very good. But at least establish the run. That can open up some things in the passing game. And I think it would help your defense. I mean, your defense, again, they, they've struggled in Washington. Right. But the Giants' defense is hurt. They're banged up looking at the uh, injury report right now. You got a Dory Jackson out at corner. Gave on Thibodeau questionable Bobby Okirki questionable Aziz Jalari questionable 
Yeah, I mean, they're not very good anyway. No, so. but still, I mean, Thibodeau, arguably. Thibodeau is very good, yeah. yes. Um, Being but I just meant the Giants' defense no. as a whole. Yeah, you, you should win this game, as we kind of stated earlier. But, but do you even want to win? New it? York. And yeah, do you even want to win? This team does. You still will hear from Rivera that they want to win. Well, of course, because Rivera knows if they keep losing, he's not going to have a job. That's also true, too, which I'd be okay with at this point. <laughs> yeah, you as a fan, though, do you really even care if they win or lose? for this season. I don't think they're a playoff team, but it is the NFC, so if they wanted to, they probably could be. Yeah, but they already... Kind of Let's switch over to a team that currently is in the playoffs. We don't talk about them enough, and I feel like we probably should a little bit more, even though offensively they are one of the worst teams in the league. They still are 6-3, and three, and being the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I think they can win this week at Cleveland. It's gonna. It feel, this feels like a very ugly football game because you mentioned it, Colin. Steelers have absolutely nothing on offense, and now the Browns without Watson and without Nick Chubb, they really don't have much on offense either. So it's. It feels like nineteen to sixteen, Pittsburgh. <laughs> and speaking of nineteen sixteen, shout out to our favorite volleyball parent. Yeah, what about him? Because. Him and the Marius group. We got ah, them out. They were yes, our final yes. sponsor here for today's edition of the show. Visit them at 1270 Winchester Avenue. We'll call them at 304-263-4343. That being the Marius group of Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. But for Nick Versalini, I'm Con McLaughlin. Wrapping up today's show. No show next week. Office is closed for the holiday. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Hope you enjoyed today's edition. Again, Martinsburg football tonight on Talk Radio WRNR and WRNR TV on YouTube.